Well, as she said, new series starting today, and the title of it is The Promised Holy Spirit. The Promised Holy Spirit. Mm, 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 mm. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for this awesome day. Thank you for this time together around your word. Thank you that the word that goes forth will not return void, but accomplish great things. I thank you that people have eyes and ears that see and hear. Their hearts are understanding, Lord, and that a word today, one word from you can change our lives forever. Just one word. Just one word that comes that the Holy Spirit reveals to us can change us forever. I'm believing that in this message today. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. The promised Holy Spirit. Hmm. I'll just say that there is nothing that is too hard to handle if the Holy Spirit's helping. If He's truly helping us, there's nothing that's too hard to handle. Nothing. Not anything. The problem is, the problem is, is that when we, if we're born again, if we don't yield to the person of the Holy Spirit, then He can't help us because He will not force Himself on you. You and I have to learn what it means to yield to the Holy Spirit. And so, man, this has just been r- really, really strong on my heart for a while, and, um, and I'm today... I really feel that as, as, as we spend time in this on Sundays, that something supernatural beyond just the natural will happen with you concerning the Holy Spirit. Um, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not a thing or an it. He's a person. And you will never have a relationship with somebody that is not a person to you. He's not an it. He's not a thing. He's not just some matter floating around out there. He's an actual person because the Bible talks about him, he, the Holy Spirit. He is an actual person. And that's what's so important that we understand and that we develop relationship with Him. Amen? When, when God wants you to see Him as a person, when you see me standing up here, you don't see me as, well, there, he, there, there it is, you know. There it is. There it is, Pastor Bert. There it is. There it is. Or when you walk in the door back here, you know, they don't say, if Eric walks in the door, they don't say, well, there it is. He sh- uh, 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 I'm trying, to, I'm trying to say it in a way that, that you get it, and I keep saying he, or uh, it showed up. You don't look at Eric as an it, he's a he, right? You don't look at anybody as an it, they're a person, they're an individual. And God wants you to see the Holy Spirit as that person. It's vital that we see him. And so today I'm just going to lead you through a number of different passages of Scripture. I'm going to read several out of several different translations. Um, 
And I want to start in John chapter 1. In John 1 and verse 29, and I'm going to read it today out of the New Living Translation. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He is the one I was talking about when I said, A man is coming after me. This is John saying this. A man is coming after me who is far greater than I am. For he existed long before me. I did not recognize him as the Messiah. He didn't say he didn't know him because they were cousins. He said, I didn't recognize him as the Messiah. But I've been baptizing with water so that he might be revealed to Israel. Then John testified... I saw the Holy Spirit descending like a dove from heaven and resting upon him. I didn't know he was the one. He said, I didn't know that my cousin Jesus was the one, that he was actually the Messiah. He knew there was things special about him. He knew there were things, you know, surrounding how he came into the world, but he didn't realize that he was the Messiah. But notice what God the Father said had said to John, but when God, God um, I didn't know that he was the one, but when God sent me to baptize with water, he told me this, the one on whom you see the Spirit descend and rest is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I saw this happen to Jesus, so I testify that he is the chosen one of God. He's the one. What made the difference between Jesus the man for 30 years and Jesus now the Son of Man? Only one difference. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And you're going to see in Scripture that to that point the Holy Spirit was with them, around them, but now He's the only one on planet earth after the baptism of John, where the Holy Spirit came back to him, inside of him. Now get this. The Holy Spirit was not resonant in him the way he's resonant in us until the baptism of John. That's why he did no mighty works. Nothing happened in his ministry. He grew. He studied the Word. He grew. He went to church all the time. They were on a trip. They got back home, realized he wasn't around. They went all the way back to Jerusalem and realized, you know, he had been, he had, he had, three days he had been without them. And they said, you know, what did you do this for? He said, I, I, it was important that I was about my father's business in my father's house. And he was like 12 or 13 at the time. He couldn't get enough of the Word of God building him and strengthening him and preparing him for the three years of ministry that he would step into. And what made the difference with him was the day that the Holy Spirit not only resided on him, but came inside of him. What makes the difference in your and my life from being natural versus supernatural 
is the person of the Holy Spirit. It's the person of the Holy Spirit that makes the difference. It's not just the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's the person of the Holy Spirit. And with that, in what I'm saying is, the person of the Holy Spirit is a person, and the only way that the Holy Spirit can be a person to you is if you have relationship with Him. So there has to be what? Conversation. There has to be conversation. Yesterday we had our men's breakfast, our first men's breakfast yesterday at Cracker Barrel. Man, that was really good. huh? That was really good. But you, you know what I didn't hear? I never heard any silence until I said, uh, I, I've got something to say. And everybody quit talking. But the whole time, everybody talked. What, what were they doing? They were connecting and developing relationship. Through what? Words. That was all, really, that's all it was about. God told me toward the beginning of the year, this, this semester, this time, let's just start breaking bread together and connecting with each other. Let's get to know each other. Holy Spirit's one of those he's. There were, there were I counted yesterday, there were 20 he's at, the, at Cracker Barrel. <clears throat> and uh, of those 20 he's, you know, all of them had conversation. Well, the Holy Spirit's one of us he's. Well, he's a, he's a male he and a female he. He's a everything. You, you understand? He's, 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 he's not just a male figure. <laughs> he's, he's an everything figure. Amen? He's all and all and all. And we have to know him and we have to have relationship with him or it won't work. And I'm telling you today, there is nothing that is too difficult for you to handle in life if the Holy Spirit is helping you. Not a thing. Anything that is overwhelming and too difficult is because we don't know Him. And that's all right. But there's no day like the present to get to know Him even better. Amen? It's okay. Everybody, we've all been in that place. But there's no day like the present for Him to become really real. Can you say amen? In John 14, and I want to read, I'm going to read you three different translations because I like a number of the different words in all of these translations. But in John 14 and verse 15, you know, Jesus... Actually, um, a few verses before what I'm going to read, Jesus made this comment. He said, he said, the works that I do, you'll do. And even greater works because I've gone to the Father. You're gonna, we're going to read verses of Scripture here in a moment that where Jesus told his disciples, it's going to benefit you that I leave. How could that happen? Why, how could it be a benefit that he leaves? I mean... He's got the whole world stirred up 
Over the three-year period of time, the whole world was turned upside down as a result of his life, and he's telling him it's going to benefit them that he leaves. And this is what he told him in John 14. I'm going to read it in the New King James first. He said, if you love me, keep, in verse 15, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Well, an, another means there is already one. So he was already a helper, right? He said, I'll send you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He's the spirit of truth. He's called many things. He's called many different names. Many different names. And we're going to look and see all the different names here as we're going through Scripture. But, he, but he's called many different things because he's here to touch every area of your and my life. He is there available for anything that you and I face. I don't care what it is. He's the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither neither sees Him nor does it know Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you. He dwells with you, but He will be in you. And we know now He's in us. I said now we know He's in us. He's with us, but man, He's in us. And who is it that's in us? It's this helper that he sent. He said, I'm going to send you another helper. I'm going to send you some, somebody else that now the reason it's going to benefit you that I go away is because now what lives in me and only me on planet earth is now going to be able to live in everybody if you choose. If you choose. He said, I'll not leave you orphans. I will come to you. I will not leave you helpless. I like the NIV here in John in, uh, 14, 15. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. An advocate to help you and be with you forever. The word advocate, in just two short little definitions, there's, you can get a lot of definition, but I, I like, I like the, these two parts of this word. An advocate is one to stand alongside you. One to aid in one's help. He's here, and he's here to aid you and help you in the things you need help in. Everybody say, he's my helper. Yeah, he is your helper. Now in the Amplified, I want to read this because it's got seven different names that the Holy Spirit has called. He said in verse 15, if you really love me, you will keep, obey my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. A comforter and a counselor and a helper. Oh, but man, he'll intercede for you. And he's that advocate standing alongside of you, helping you in the things you need help. 
Oh, but I feel weak. No, he's your strengthener. Oh, and he's your standby. He's that advocate, the standby. I mean, you, 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 any positive name that says, that, that, that would identify help in any way, shape, or form, that's him. That's him. What is too difficult in life for me to handle if he's helping me? Now, I want you to think about something for a minute. Because, man, we, we have to break this down. We have to break it down to where we live. Okay? Um, so, I'm going to ask you, I'm, I'm going to say it to you like this, and then I'm going to ask you, would the Holy Spirit be feeding you this, okay? I'm going I'm to pick on Dale. And uh, let's say uh, Dale did something and made me mad or, you know, made, somebody gave me word that, you know, well, Dale said he didn't like the way you did something or you did this wrong or whatever, you know. And, and you, you, anybody relate to that, how something could happen, somebody can say something, some, some situation could happen, and then all of a sudden... All of a sudden, you go to your mind and you start meditating on what that person said and what happens. They said one thing, and now there's 15 things that you're meditating on. Oh my gosh, Dale, I cannot believe him. I can't believe what he said. I can't believe the thing that, that happened there. You know, I, I just... You know, I, I don't think I'm going to ever call the guy again ever, ever again. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm just this and that. Do you, do you think that the one who is your advocate that's standing alongside of you is whispering those things in your ear about Dale? So what's that saying? This thing that's happened that's blown up is blowing up because you're not listening to the Holy Spirit. Just look straight ahead and stare at me for a minute and just be thinking about every little thing. That, that, that example may not totally relate to you, but anything that you are meditating on that the Holy Spirit is not telling you, your meditation on that issue, whatever it is, is making your life difficult. And how do you change that? Let the helper help you. Start listening to what the helper says about that situation. So, this is what I would think something that the Holy Spirit would say. He'd tell me, you know, <clears throat> number one, he'd say to me, do you know Dale really said that? And if Dale really said that, well, maybe Dale had a bad day. That's what the Holy Spirit says to me about people and things anymore. See, early on in my walk with God, I'd hear any kind of report, I'd believe the first thing I heard. I don't know about you, but I don't want other people judging me that way. Hmm? Sometimes you'd hear something second, third, fourth hand 
and you're still going to believe it. That's why people in the, in the political world or Hollywood world, people that you see on television, those kind of things, you, you're hearing reports second, third, fourth person down and believing something about people you don't even know and passing judgment on their life and meditating on it and not liking them and even having a hatred towards somebody that you don't even know because you think they did what the news said they did. I promise you the Holy Spirit didn't feed you that line of bull. I don't care if it's true or not. I don't care if it's true or not. That's not what the Holy Spirit is conveying to you. You know why? Because Holy Spirit wants to teach you. Remember, he's the teacher, right? He teaches you all truth. He wants to teach you how not to believe the worst about things, but then he also wants to teach you that if something really is true, he wants, you to, he wants to teach you how not to be moved by what you hear. And he wants to teach you how to use the weapons that he's given you to do battle on behalf of other people's lives. Somebody's out there spreading, if Dale's going all over town spreading rumors or saying things ugly about me, Dale needs some help. And I promise you, if he's doing that, he's not listening to the helper, the Holy Spirit. So I need to stand in the gap. See, it's not easy to do that, but what's easy? Huh? No pain, no gain. I guess that's scriptural. (laughs) I mean, seems like it should be. Huh? I mean, listen to me. Everybody sitting in here today, myself included, we could sit here and worry about all kinds of things. See, people misunderstand when I say things like this. Well, you know, I, I'm not in ministry and pastoring. I don't, I don't get to sit around and do nothing all day long and just, you know, whatever. You have no idea. I could come in here like this and say, well... God's good. (laughs) With a sad face. I mean, mean, who's going to be encouraged by that? Well, Pastor, I mean, if you come in here at times and you've had to fake it, dang right. You don't need to see what I'm going through. What's that going to do for you? I mean, you know, I'm transparent. I've told you things that I've had to walk through and things in in my family, my life, and things that that we've been up against. But you don't need to hear that the moment I'm going through it because all that's going to do is get you to feel bad for me and then me expecting you to feel bad for me and and I'm going to be a whiner and a crier. And and then if somebody does something for me when I'm whining, then I'm just going to be a whiner from now on. No. You've got to learn to call things that be not as though they were. You've got to begin to call things and say, it's this way. You understand? I, I, I'm not saying that I'm faking something all the time or ha- going through a difficult thing and having to come in. But when you have to do that, you do it. You rise up. No, this life isn't easy. Man, I mean, this life is stinking tough at times. But not too hard for the helper. See, I'm constantly being taught how to listen to the truth, listen to what he's saying, 
teaching me how not to be moved by what I see, how I feel, not, not to be moved by circumstances. Don't compare myself to the good thing that happened to so-and-so. Nothing good ever happens to me. It won't either. Promise. Rejoice with those who are going through good things. But he's teaching you how to do that. You will not just, if, if you're one of those that's a whiner, a complainer all the time, you will not change just because I said that. I mean, potentially you get mad at me. Well, he's just talking to me. Somebody, so, did you tell him that? So you're sitting, somebody sitting next to you said, did you tell him that I whine and cry? I, no, no, I'm just telling you what he said. I know because I've whined and cried. Know what it's like. But could we stay there? No. We've got to rise up. We have everything that we need. The Holy Spirit knows everything about everything that you and I will ever need, ever. So we need to be not questioning the Father. We need to be asking the Holy Spirit the tough questions. That's what you do in a relationship, right? If I'm battling something, I go to my wife. She and I talk. She and I talk about the tough things. She's battling something. She comes to me. We talk about the tough things. Holy Spirit wants us to talk to him about the difficult things. Last Sunday morning in worship, and I said this on Wednesday night, last Sunday morning in worship, I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, days of supernatural manifestation are before us. where we have believed God for things, where we have stood and not quit, things are going to happen like that. It'll look like it just happened overnight. But many things that people have stood for, there's something that's happened. It's happening in the church. When I was there Sunday morning, Easter Sunday morning, God said, from today on, there is a change in the atmosphere. Because of the church, around the world, something has happened. People are serious like never before. Around the world, something has happened. I don't know about you, I just want to be a part of that supernatural manifestation thing. Huh? And it's that people are putting their trust and their confidence in God through the person of the Holy Spirit instead of being moved and intimidated by natural circumstances. Nothing can take you out when God is on your side. If God be for you, big question mark. you got to answer it. Who can be against you? Nobody, nothing, no devil, no demon, no circumstance, no person, no government, no nothing can be against me if God is for me. Nothing. Can you say amen? amen? John 14. So you got that about those seven names. I wanted to read the Amplified for those seven names in uh, John 14. Same chapter, 26th verse in the New Living Translation. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, this is Jesus saying this to his disciples, when the Father sends the advocate, the one, the standby, right, the one to aid in your help, when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, 
He will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. We weren't there. But the Holy Spirit's reminding us everything he said back then. And we weren't even there. He was talking to the 82, probably at this point, five, six, eight hundred. I don't know how many were following him by then. He was talking to all them, but he's talking to you and me. <laughs> Everything that he said when he was on this planet. Is, is what's in here, and everything else is centered around what he accomplished. And the Holy Spirit is here to reveal all truth about everything. Now listen to me. The ex- example I gave you about Dale and me listening to a lie about Dale He's talking about all the truth that he preached, that he taught, he talked about. He's talking about the truth of the Word of God. But if that truth doesn't work for you in those type of situations, it won't work any other time. That's what all this truth is revealed to us for so we can get by these little foxes that want to spoil the whole vine that's being built in you. Because see, listen... You, you, can, you can come to church, you can hear a good word, you can go study it, oh yeah, I'm excited, and then somebody says something. And if your focus goes off of the word and over onto what they said, and you didn't take the word and apply it to the situation, then it's disrupting your growth. And all of a sudden you grow in an unnatural, humanistic way to where you try to get by with your natural mind. And I'm telling you, we weren't created to get by with our natural mind. We were created to get by with the helper that knows everything about everything, about everything in every situation, no matter what I ever face. He's already taken care of anything that I will ever face in the future. I don't know how, but that's what he said. And I have him living inside of me. I will never fret. I will never worry. I will never be anxious about anything at any time ever because the ruler, the creator of the universe through the person of the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. There's not anything that I can't handle. Nothing. I'm saying me, I'm saying us. And when we choose to not be moved by anything we face, no matter what, and we take the word and we apply what he's showing us, and we develop that and we allow him to teach us how to do that, you can't lose for winning. I said you can't lose for winning. John 15 and 7. If you abide in me, And my words abide in you. 
You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, and who is the one to reveal all truth to us? Holy Spirit. Then whatever you ask, you'll receive. Because that's God's will for you. John 16 and verse 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage, as I said earlier, that I go away. For if I do not go away, the Helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The Helper, this Helper, this this other Helper, the second one, this other part of who I am. I'll send him to you. So the way he's empowered me and the way I've helped other people, he'll help you and you can help other people. His plan, his way of thinking and doing and operating, and it's because of the Holy Spirit, nothing else. It's because of the Holy Spirit. I want you to notice this in John John 16 also, starting with verse 12. I want to read these three verses. He told his disciples this. He said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when who? When it shows up, no. When he, the the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, but he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and he will declare it unto you. He told his disciples, I need to tell you guys some things, but you can't handle it. People that reject the person of the Holy Spirit in their life today, what they're saying is, I I need to know more, I need more wisdom, I want creative ideas for the future, I want to know how to do this, build this, buy this, I want to understand all these things. But that's his responsibility. And there are all kinds of things that Jesus wanted to tell him, but I can't, but when the second helper comes... Now he's going to not just be around you and on you, he's going to live in you. And now if you'll talk to him and you'll ask him of all the things that you need, you can have whatever you ask for. Because I sent him, I gave him to you, I I sent him to you to help you to make you look really smart. I mean, he'll make you look really smart. When you have ideas and creative ideas when other people don't. And God's no respecter of person. He's a respecter of faith in that development of faith and confidence that he is who he says he is. This is who he is to us today. God's number one focus that we find from Scripture is people on planet Earth. That's his number one focus. And he gave us the third part of himself to live inside of us so that we can have Father, 
Son, and Holy Spirit representation inside of us, all authority of heaven now backs up what we choose to do if we choose to understand him from this perspective. You don't pray to the Father. I mean, you don't pray to the Holy Spirit. You pray to the Father in the name of Jesus through the revelation the Holy Spirit brings you. But you talk to the Holy Spirit. You ask him things. Another just example I want you to think of. So, if you are, you, let's say you had the thought of taking a vacation in the summer. Is it, is it weird to ask the Holy Spirit to help you to plan that? Think about it for a minute. Is, is, that, is that, you know, some people think that God's got a lot more, you know, important things to deal with than to try to plan your vacation. I'm just using vacation because it seems like, well, I'd never ask God about my vacation. I got a brain. I can figure it all out. But he wants to teach you some things about and train you in some ways that will cause you to hear about what you do. When you're, we were thinking about doing a, I mean, a big family vacation in Rio de Janeiro, New Mexico, and go going snow skiing and tubing and the whole thing, and I think, I think maybe Olivia had just been born, right? When we were going to go, so before the trip started, <clears throat> my wife was telling me she said, you know, I, something like this. I don't know if it was exactly like this. It was something like this. She said, you know. We'd, we were thinking about a certain weekend, and she said, you know what, I don't, I don't think that's the right time. I think we need to go at this time. And, and, and you know, I think I remember thinking, no, I think we ought to go the other one. And in that situation, she was listening to the Holy Spirit about the date. And we went on her date, and when we drove in we were driving into Riadosa and it started snowing. I mean, if you're going where it snows, you don't want the sun to shine and the snow to melt, right? It was perfect timing. I mean, perfect. It snowed, the slopes were good, all the inner tube slopes were good, everything was great. I mean, it was perfect. It was the perfect time to go where it's snowing. And I can't tell you how many times that we have made those type of decisions based on what the Holy Spirit said. And it's amazing how much better that a trip can be instead of going on a vacation and coming home and needing a vacation from your vacation. So stinking stressful, so this, that, what, I mean, you know, my gosh, it was like one thing after another, this broke down and this didn't work, and oh my gosh. No. Doesn't need to be that way. I'm I'm, I'm, what I'm saying to you is he knows everything about everything. He knows everything about everything. How many people invest in the stock market? Just lift your hand if you, do you have any kind of investments in the stock market. Don't be embarrassed of it. Anyway, <clears throat> I got my hand up. It's amazing that the Holy Spirit knows what to invest in. 
Pastor, sir, should I become like an event? No, 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 no. He'll lead you to the right people that are really sharp and that aren't just in it to just get your money from you. They're in it to help you. Yeah, and there are people out there like that. He'll send you people like that. Or he'll, he'll, he may show you and, and reveal something to you about it and, and, and how to invest or what to invest to when. Timing is everything in the stock market. Everybody say amen to that. It's everything. And we got inside of us the guy that knows everything about everything. Everybody say the guy. He's a he, right? He's a person. We have the person that knows everything about everything about everything. And you mean he could tell you things like that? Where in the scripture does it say he'll tell you things except when it comes to making money? There's more about money in the Bible than there is so many other things. Man, what an amazing Holy Spirit. Let me just read a couple of verses and then I'm going to end this. <clears throat> and and the, I'm just pulling these out of these stories, but I want you to see this. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is after mankind now is baptized in the Holy Spirit the same way that Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit. The day he was baptized in water by Johnny, came up out of the water. The Father said, this is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. John saw the evidence of the dove on him and the Holy Spirit on his life. That's the Holy Spirit that we want inside of us. That's what we want inside of us, the Holy Spirit of God. And after the day of Pentecost, just real quickly, just three, I'm not even talking about the stories or anything else, just three times, many times in Scripture, but three times where the Holy Spirit told somebody to do something. Acts 8 and 29. Look what it says. Then the Spirit said to Philip. The Spirit said to Philip. Same way that he, the Spirit would say to Brian. Right? Or the Spirit would say to Randy. Or the Spirit would say to Lee or to Eric or anybody else in here. The Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. There's a great story there. Acts 10 and 19, another great story about the vision that Peter got and Cornelius got. While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are seeking you. The Spirit said to him, So can the Spirit talk to me? Absolutely. Do I need the Spirit talking to me? Absolutely. I need His help. I need to know what he says about any and everything. What God wants you to do is to be challenged today with how much do you ask him about things in your life before you do them. Uh, just, ask, just ask yourself. Man, I, I just made that decision and I never asked God. Yeah, but Pastor, I've asked before and I, and I just don't know if I'm here. Just keep asking. Keep talking. Keep talking to him like he's a person. Listen, the first time I had a conversation, you know, with Dale, the first time I ever met Dale, I talk, we talked for a minute, but I didn't know everything about him. I didn't understand everything about his life or anything else, right? Then we talked again, then we talked again, and then we talked again, and we've been talking for 20-plus years, right? Now we know each other in a lot better way, right? Agreed? See, so just keep talking, keep asking, keep keep yielding to him before you make decisions. 
Don't just, don't just respond to something off the top of your head. Yield to him and allow him to show you he can talk to you. Did it say that? While Peter thought about the vision, the Spirit said to him. So Peter was thinking about the vision. Oh my gosh, what, what should we do? Then he spoke to him. I don't know about you, but I can think all kinds of things, but I want to hear what the Holy Ghost has to say. Amen? Then in Acts 16 and verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Pergia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. This is Paul and Barnabas and whoever else it was. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. How would they be forbidden by the Holy Spirit? He talked to them. So they prayed. They're asking him. They're, trying to, they're learning and developing the ability to listen to him. And he spoke to them, don't preach in Asia. Not right now. They did preach in Asia. I mean, you know, it, they, well, the word was preached in Asia and has been and continues to be. But right then, the word of the Lord was from the Holy Spirit, don't preach in Asia. Spirit talked to him. He conveyed himself to them. <clears throat> and I want to end with this verse. 2 Corinthians 13, last chapter of 2 Corinthians Last three verses. <clears throat> he said this. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Verse 13. All the saints greet you. This is the end of the chapter. This is the end of what Paul said to the churches at, 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 at Corinth. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ... And the love of God, the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. The communion of the Holy Spirit. Communion equals relationship. Communion equals relationship. Communing with the Father, communing with the Holy Spirit is talking with him, developing a relationship with him, getting everything that he knows applied to what you're attempting to accomplish. And I promise you, you will never fail at what you do. Every single thing that you do, that you got from the Holy Spirit, that you continued to listen, allow him to help you along the way, every single thing will prosper and advance. Nothing will fail that comes from the Holy Ghost. What you have to be honest about is that the things that failed, you didn't listen to the Holy Ghost. You just have to be honest. I can tell you half a dozen things that didn't work out for me. Back in... <laughs> back in 19... 87, had a really good automotive detail business. I had about 15 car dealerships in the valley that I worked at, and I, and I would go there. I had a van, and I did all kinds of work on cars, and different uh, uh, detail-type work on cars, stripes and molding and luggage racks and running boards and all kinds of Trans Am Eagles in the day, man. We'd put those Trans Am Eagles on there. we look awesome. And so I just got this wild idea 
I'm going to start buying used cars. And I'm going to turn them over and sell them. It's a good idea. But it wasn't a God idea. Did you hear what I said? It was a good idea. Hmm? Randy's really good at it. It was a good idea, but it wasn't God for me. You know what it did? I wasted money and time and my reliable customers. I couldn't take care of the way I needed to because I was over here spinning my wheel because I had a really good idea. So, what do I have to do? Number one, I had to repent to my wife. Number two, I had to repent to the Holy Ghost. Well, first I had to repent to the Holy Spirit for not asking Him. Repent to God. And I can tell you, I've never sold used cars again. <laughs> but I tell you this, not only have I not sold used cars again, because that's not my deal, but there's a lot less things that I could have done. I had a lot of, anybody have good ideas? We had a lot, lot, fill our heads with a lot of good ideas. And some of those good ideas, we didn't step out in. So we don't want to just hold back all the time. We want to step out. I just know used cars wasn't my deal. And God wants you and I to get every good idea from him and become confident that he can reveal those things to us, that we can hear that voice, and then just follow through. I'll just tell you this. I have learned to yield. When the Holy Spirit says something, I have learned to yield to Him. I don't want to do something without Him, without His help. Remember, He's not the doer. He didn't do it for you. But man, you almost feel like He's doing it for you when you get the help from Him. Can you say amen today? Amen. Father, I believe today that this word that has gone forth has brought a challenge to the people. And that challenge... I believe is taking every person at the sound of my voice today to a new level, to a new place, just by asking the question, did I ask God about what I'm doing? The next thing that you have that you're going to do, are you going to ask God? Absolutely. I'm believing today. My prayers for you today on that you're yielding to the Holy Spirit, to the voice of the Spirit, which is your victory in the name. Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Can you shout amen to that? Amen. Woo! Glory to God. And I'm telling you, the days of supernatural manifestations coming to people that believe the Word of God, that are willing to walk this path and do what it takes, days of supernatural manifestations are right now. Right now on. From last Sunday on, heard the Holy Spirit say that, I know what I heard. You begin to believe that, not trying to make something happen. You begin to believe that. You'll see the things that you believe God for coming to pass. Can you say amen?